Just before we get into the episode, guys, obviously we're uh, saddened by the news of uh, Kobe Bryant's death, as well as his daughter and uh, others in a, a terrible helicopter crash. Kobe, NBA legend, uh, a sports icon, I think everyone's a wee bit shocked at the news. In terms of myself, you know, um, I played two sports in high school, one of them obviously football, uh, I used to play that every day, but certainly I, I played basketball from first year to fourth year. And uh, Kobe Bryant was one of the guys, you know, in terms of basketball players that you just looked up to and pretty much a household name. If you think about basketball, you think of people like Michael Jordan, you know, LeBron James uh, for myself, Reggie Miller and uh, Alan Iverson. But terribly sad. I mean, not just as a basketball fan, but certainly as a, a father as well. His, his daughter dying is just beyond tragic. I think it's overall it's very sad. It's it's one of those moments where you, you look back and you say to yourself, well, how did this happen? But I think it sometimes it takes tragedies like this to realise what's important in life. And it's quite sad in a way that that's the case. We have so much negative press in, in sports in general. And I think uh, it's one of those ones where people come together and say, you know, the guy was a legend and it's, it's sad that he's gone. And we're going to hear a few words from the man himself. Uh, rest in peace, Black Mamba. Have a good time. Enjoy life. It's, um, life is too short to, to, to get bogged down, to be discouraged. or um, You have to keep moving. You have to keep going. Put one foot in front of the other, smile, and just keep on rolling. Welcome to the Lonely Catch-Up, and we have Sean back, how are you doing mate? Hi, good, uh, glad to be back on, it's been obviously a bit of, a, a bit of an up and down last month or so, we're getting the, the pod out, and yeah, it's good for good to be able to get back on it and get um, chat through some of the games. How are you doing yourself? Yeah, brilliant mate, uh, we've got a full fixture list, which is sometimes rare in these because of cup games and, and postponements and whatnot, but uh, we'll start with probably the result of the weekend, Edinburgh University versus Cumbernauld Colts at East Peffermill. It was only one goal in it, it was uh, Patrick Baird, the 68th minute. But the biggest news is that Edinburgh Uni are obviously off the bottom of the league. Colts were somewhat unhappy by their own admission, uh, you know, too many individual errors and players off form. I, I did actually check this one out, I don't know how many people know this, and I'm not encouraging anyone to, to gamble or anything, but uh, Bet365 covered a, a lot of the low league games now, so I was looking at a few of the stats and it looked like Cumbernauld Colts didn't really create much. Unique thoroughly deserved the win, and it's a you know a massive win for them to get them off the bottom. Yeah, I think Edinburgh Uni are. A, I think they are a solid. They're a solid side. They've just lacked. They've lacked goals this season. That's that's been their um, their big the big crux this year. I think uh, they're defensively they're they're a team that are capable of keeping other teams out of the their end, but they've not been able to to put their own goals in the back of the net and that's held them back a little bit and today um, thanks like you say to Patrick Baird they've been able to get themselves on the score sheet and they've done a good job of keeping Cumbernauld Colts off so yeah they get themselves off the bottom of the the table and it's it's extremely tight at the bottom as well so it's uh, a much needed three points I think at this point in the season I mean I said that in the last podcast uh, relating to Sterling Uni but I think there's always a bit of an overreaction when certain teams get beat by the uni teams. I think it's the same way Edinburgh Uni. I mean, you know, we're no stupid on the pod or that. Uh, Cumbernauld Colts looking at the quality of the sides and, you know, other teams, 
most of them should be beating the likes of Edinburgh Uni, but at the end of the day, it's got a fantastic result and a, a deserved one by by what I've seen anyway. Yeah, and likewise, I think Cumbernauld are going to be it's going to be a frustrating one. I don't think they're going to be happy that they've gone away um, with no points in this one either, away from home to to a decent university side. You know, they've got some decent players in their squad that they just haven't been able to do the business on the day, so they'll be going back and looking at the drawing board, I think, and looking to, to ensure that doesn't happen again, because that, that is a game that they should have won, I think. Uh, so next up, I'm going to cover cover off um, Civil Service Strollers against Kelty Hearts in the, the only league. Always a, a tricky fixture when these two teams meet at Christie Gillis Park. It took six minutes for the first goal and it came from a Linton penalty who opened the scoring from the spot after Nathan Austin was pushed in the box. Both sides creating their chances in the first half but went into half time 1-0 and then into the second half 12 minutes in and it was another penalty and again Scott Linton was able to put it away after Donaldson took out a Philp in the box. And 11 minutes later it was a hat-trick of penalties for Scott Linton and the strollers were also reduced to 10 men, so looking a bit dire for civil service at this point. However, in the 83rd minute, strollers started to mount a bit of a comeback, and they were able to pull one back with their new signing, Jaden Fairley, heading into the back post, and then on the 89th minute, Josh Morris scores, and yeah, it was game on for the last few minutes there, but clearly able to, to keep them out in the last in the closing minutes there to, to come home with the three points, but... Yeah, an excellent bit of a fight there from, from Strollers. Before we, we discuss this game, obviously we've got thoughts from the gaffer as Mark McCabe was able to catch up with Barry Ferguson after the game. Well, Barry, three points today. Cruising at one point. Yeah, look, there's no doubt this is a difficult place to come. Conditions, no great. Pitch, bobbly and, and heavy. But look, it's... Both teams have got to play in it, and I thought we managed it pretty well. Look, there was no no great football played, but we, we, we had a way of playing and just getting the ball forward as quick as possible. As you say, up to the first minute, we controlled the game. We weren't under any threat, um, and then we conceded two late goals, which is worrying. I might need to look at my side. I, I made a change in the midfield. Um, but it shouldn't really affect us. I spoke to the staff and I spoke to the players about that. If I do change personnel, they should still know if they come on in a certain position what to do. And look, I'll, I'll go back and look at it. Um, but look, at the end of the day, it's three points. It keeps us still at the top of the league. Um, and that's the main thing. You brought in Craig Reid during the week. Yep. There's been talk online. Nando the way back to Wraith. Is that a sign of, of, of things there? Um, no, the, the Nando thing might be still ongoing. I don't know. Look, Wraith had every right to call him back. We were disappointed about that. Um, so I've got to thank the club first. Um, and we, we needed to bring somebody in. We'd only four defenders. And I don't like running with four defenders. Um, I like competition because I've got competition all over the all over the team. And Reedy was one that identified. He's got experience. He's won the league before. He's played at a good level and he's a good leader, so he, he was a, a no-brainer for me to bring in. Um, and look, we might still look to do another bit of business. It depends if they're right. It's got to be the right type to come in, because it's a good group, it's a hard-working group. So, if the right one becomes available, if it's Nando or in another position, well, um, I'll ask nicely and see if I can, I can maybe do something. Well done today, Barry. Cheers. Cheers.
having a wee look into this I've not saw any highlights for the game yet but and I, unfortunately I couldn't make it along to this one but I think you were in the same boat it looks like it's going to be interesting to see these um, penalties this, I think Strollers put out a bit of an interesting tweet about the some of the penalties being a bit um, dubious but yeah we'll have to wait and see when the highlights come out and um, let people make up their own minds on that at the end of the day um, Kelly have done what they needed to do and they, they keep up the pressure at the top of the league um, and what's very close and after this game as well, obviously Strollers moved down a position in the league as well, so they dropped down to six, and they'll be hoping to get back into the top five sooner rather than later. What did you think of this game? Quite an interesting one, I think. Unfortunately, like yourself, I couldn't make it, but I did see the highlights, uh, and I think there is something in the first goal. Certainly the first penalty looked a bit soft for me. Uh, there certainly it looked like Nathan Austin was getting pulled back, but he, he did go down, I think. Uh, I think it was quite soft. The, the second one for me was a penalty. Donaldson just wipes out Ross Philp, and you know, in fairness to Roscoe, I don't. I think you know this as well. He's not the type of player to just go down easy. Uh, the third penalty is more debatable. I think uh, it looks like sort of Linton sort of tries to put the ball over the defender. Uh, the defender kind of puts his leg out. I don't know how much contact there was because of the angle. Because the way the camera is, it's like Linton's backs to the camera. So I don't know. I mean, it looked like a penalty. If there was any sort of contact, it was a penalty. But certainly there's a wee bit of history with civil service strollers and uh, certainly the top teams in the league uh, with, with penalties. I think examples, obviously, BSC Glasgow, uh, they were uh, pretty much shocking decisions. But certainly the, the first penalty was a wee bit soft. And, and that early in the game, it it can be a bit frustrating and I think strollers given the bookends and the sending off they probably were a wee bit aggravated at that sort of thing and obviously three penalties is it does seem a lot on the you know in one match and from a Kelly point of view obviously it's a, another fantastic away result uh, in a difficult game you know at Christie Gillis Park and but I think Barry probably will be a wee bit disappointed that they sort of took the foot off the gas uh, and conceded uh, two goals late on but yeah, Kelty march on, civil service strollers, uh, they'll be uh, look eager to, to get back in the fight with Spartans for uh, the fifth place that they lost out. Moving on to Caledonia Braves versus BSE Glasgow at Alliance Park. It's <laughs> more debatable penalty decisions, I noticed. Uh, it's a bit of a theme this weekend. Uh, BSE took the lead on the 24th minute. It was a BSE corner from Declan Hughes. It finds its way across the box into the path of Martin Green, who has time to control it and pick his first side of the goal. It was a fantastic uh, goal from Paolo. I put it away really well. Uh, the 34th minute, it was a goal for Caledonia Braves. Neil McLaughlin hits a fantastic strike inside the near post on the volley. And here we go again with penalties uh, just before half-time. Caledonia Braves did put out the the highlight for this, and to me, it was very, very soft. It wasn't a penalty, but... You know, uh, it is what it is. Uh, 45th minute, yeah, they, uh, Declan Hughes converts the penalty after Marshall guessed the right way. Going into the second half, uh, BSC really took charge. Uh, the 77th minute, it was uh, low to the keeper's left. Declan Hughes at the double. Uh, it was another penalty. I, they didn't release this one, so I, I don't know how soft it was. Uh, and on the 80th minute, uh, BSC sealed the win. Fantastic work by Jamie Hamilton to ferry the ball into Thomas Collins, who finishes for a well-deserved goal. Uh, 4-1 BSC Glasgow. We do have an interview with Ricky Waddle uh, with Roy Campbell. 
Yeah, at this point, 4-1 defeat today, what was your thoughts on the game? Um, I'm disappointed to get beat, obviously. Um, certainly most good things we could take for the game, but in the end of the day, we're sitting here with zero points. Um, I'm disappointed a bit with the officials, to be honest with you. I think two penalty kicks, don't think they kept up with the game, to be honest with you. It's maybe something they need to look at themselves. Um, but if you're giving away two penalty kicks, I thought the first one was soft. Need to see it again, but um, you're going to give it. A, it's going to be difficult to go and win any game um, if you if you know your two penalty kicks down um, right away. You know. Yeah, I'm disappointed to be, but I think we all can agree Defensively, we were really organised. We worked really hard on that in the week, um, shape-wise. But it comes down to individuals and what we do. Um, and that's what we've got to look at. Um, you know, the first goal was a mistake. Um, you know, it's one of those things. And then the second goal, you know, you can see the pressure on the defence. Yeah. Um, you know, the first goal, you know, you can see the pressure on the defence. Yeah. You know, the first goal, you know, you can see the pressure on the defence. Yeah. You know, the first goal, you know, you can see the pressure on the defence. Yeah. You know, the first goal, you know, you can see the pressure on the defence. Yeah. You know, the first goal, you know, you can see the pressure on the defence. Yeah. You know, the first goal, you know, you can see the pressure on the defence. Yeah. Shape-wise, organisation was good. We 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 nullified their threats a couple of times. They hit, you know they go long early to Greenhan and they work off into good areas really really well. And you know the guys defended that part of the game relatively well. Um, so that was good. I think we didn't create enough. And I think it was part due to kind of matching up shape-wise a little bit. Um, I would like to. Kept the ball two or three passes. Any time we did do that, we started to open them up. Made a couple of passes for our first goal. A um, couple of other times, we, we created opportunities by you know being better on the ball. Um, but I'm not going to stand here and say we deserved to win the game. I thought there was elements of our shape was good and defended relatively well shape-wise. But individually, you know, you got to ask um, the individuals, and I did ask them in there. You know. Why would you choose to try and steal the ball instead of actually properly win it and make a tackle and be aggressive in there? So either they've not got that in them to do that, or they're not willing to do it, um, and that's that, obviously that's going to have a consequence. You were saying about not creating a lot of chances, but it was a quality moment from Neil to score that goal. You know, yeah. great finish from quality ball from Ridley, quality ball from Sankey. Quality finish, fancied nearly as soon as he gets that wee opportunity. Um, half off his marker and gets his strike away, and aye, we're capable of that. Um, never created enough of that opportunity. Lacked quality from defence to, uh, to middle in terms of on the ball. Um, I thought Dom Slattery was really good in the game, really, really good. Um, so I'm pleased for him. The BSC are a good side, they've had a bit of time to build up their squad, um, they're obviously flying high in the league, flying high in the cup, so fair play to them. We obviously want to thank uh, Ricky and Roy there. I think it was a, a deserved win, I think, despite the penalty, I think BSC, the consensus was that they were kind of well on top. The penalty just before half-time, that kind of kills their momentum. If they had any chance in the game, I think, if that doesn't happen, it could have been a different game. Uh, but as I mentioned, I think BSC were were the better team uh, from what I've I've heard. Yeah, I think when um, 
think when BSC put their foot down on the gas, they're they're quite capable of running away with games a little bit like they they have done on this occasion. Um, this is one where I did get to have a look at, at the goals, and there was a, a few peaches. I was um, really well taken goal by by Cali Braves there um, to equalise as well with the second goal in that one. But yeah, uh, BSC they're they're keeping the the momentum going. They keeping pressure on the the top two teams in the the league as well. They look a wee bit behind, but. They've got their games in hand there. They're still alive in a lot of cup competitions as well. So a lot happening with BSC at the moment. Um, hopefully they can keep it going with with that volume of games that they've got going on ahead. But yeah, they're having a they're having a fantastic season by all by all means. Yeah, obviously the Scottish Cup was uh, a fantastic effort by all at the club, and uh, they're going to obviously be on uh, the BBC. It's either going to be Friday or Sunday. It's either Dundee United or Hibs. Yeah, it's Dundee United on Friday, Hibs on Sunday, depending on the outcome of the replay. Fantastic effort from all at BSE, really. And yeah, as you say, they're not quite out of the title picture yet, but Bonnie Rigg and Kelty seem to be sort of grinding their results as well, so it's going to be difficult. But uh, the big the big news this this season for them is obviously the Scottish Cup. Next up uh, in the Old League, we had Vale Leithen taking on East Stirlingshire. It was 26 minutes in. It was Jordan Tappen who was able to finish from the edge of the six-yard box. After a, cl- a clever Bobby Barr free kick, beats everyone and bounces off the post. And Taps was there to hit in the back of the net with the rebound to make it 1-0 to East Stirlingshire. In the 50th minute, it was another goal for East Stirlingshire. A penalty this time. It was Sean Brown who was apparently manhandled in the box and Andy Rogers converting from the spot and on the 69th minute Andy Rogers hits the woodwork for the third time as he sneaks in and steals the ball heading for the keeper only to see his shot yet again come back out off the post and then on the 78th minute it was the third goal for Shire as Andy Rogers does all the running and Bobby Barr comes in late and rounds the keeper to make it 3-0 so a fairly convincing win there for, for East Stirlingshire also worth noting that that was uh, Barclays' fifty-eighth uh, clean sheet, and that's uh, the most in Shire history. So a little bit of um, a little bit of credit where credit's due there for the the Shire captain and Andy Rogers also closing in on Davy Alexander's record for most Shire goals as well. So you know he keeps knocking them in. It'll be interesting to see see if he can achieve that feat over the next um, year or so. But but yeah, pretty convincing win for Shire. Um, again, they're you know cementing their place up there in the the top top three. They've they played a few more games than some of the teams around them. But at the end of the day, they continue to grind out wins and, and quite con- convincing wins here as well. Yeah, it's a, a kind of routine win for the Stirlingshire. I would say obviously good bouncing back from the disappointing uh, defeat to Stirling Uni, but. Yeah, my worry is obviously really leaving. Uh, they've went back bottom of the league and. Uh, yeah, it's not looking great for them. It's very, very tight at the bottom, and I've not really looked ahead for the fixtures, but it's something we, we might have to do uh, because it's it's going to be a struggle for a lot of these these bottom teams, and I don't see the places changing too much. Uh, and yeah, Vale, Vale, and Edinburgh Uni have certainly been the the worries for me this season. Yeah, I've had a I've had a wee nosy, um, especially around Vale after seeing they drop to the bottom of the bottom of the, the league table but uh, those guys are certainly the ones with the biggest challenge I think ahead of them they've, they've still got a couple of games against the, the teams in the bottom the bottom four out of their last nine remaining games they, they've still got to play Gretna and they'll be star at home um, but then they've got seven seven games against teams that are outside those, those bottom four and they're also holding the 
the worst goal difference as well. So if it comes down to points, which it very well could, they could see themselves on at the bottom of the league on on goal difference. So yeah, they've got the certainly got the biggest mountain to climb over the the last third of the season. And obviously, congratulations to Stollinshire back to winning ways. And as you mentioned, Jamie Barkley, uh, we've we've met Jamie Barkley, fantastic guy. Uh, met Andy Rogers too as well. Uh, also, I think uh, Adam Murray, who I've actually been really impressed with Adam Murray uh, recently. And all in all, I think including friendlies, he's a hundred appearance for Shire. So quite remarkable records for a lot of these players at East Stirlingshire. So moving on, we go to Berwick Rangers versus East Colbride, and uh, another debatable decision, and not a penalty this time, but uh, in terms of the goal, it was at Shieldfield Park. Uh, first half, it was a suspicion of handball as East Colbride take the lead through Craig Malcolm. I noticed something actually a wee bit different. I don't know if you spotted it as well on Twitter, but uh, Berwick have read on their graphics. I don't know if it's someone new, uh, but they've done an opposition goal graphic. I've never actually seen that. Uh, first time I've seen that, actually. I quite like it, actually. But uh, Second half, uh, East Colbride sealed the win. Uh, Kieran McGrath grabs a second for... EK following a mistake at the back. Uh, East Kilbride obviously 2-0 winners. Uh, really decent win on the road to Berwick Rangers. Berwick Rangers, I think they, they were a wee bit aggravated at the goal. Uh, I think there was a lot of uh, sort of suspicion around whether it should have been a handball. But I've noticed it more and more. Uh, there seems to be a bit more complaints. I don't know if it's because we're coming towards the end of the season now and it's getting a wee bit uh, tight for a few teams, but I have noticed that refs kind of keep popping up uh, on a weekly basis for certain teams, uh, complaints about officials. Have you noticed that, Sean? It's always something that's going to be, be a bit prominent, especially at this level where you've got um, a lot of these referees are running their stripes a, a little bit. Um, there seems to be a, a few more mistakes than maybe what you're used to seeing on the on Sky Sports News and what have you. But, uh, yeah, frustrating for the teams. But do you know what? I think these referees' decisions, it can go both ways at the end of the day and, and that's what we've got to bear in mind. As far as um, teams getting singled out, I don't think anything like that happens in the league. So, yeah, there's definitely some frustrating decisions. Um, I think there always has been at this level, but at the end of the day, that can go both ways. Um, and teams are capable of winning matches out with that, winning and losing. When I mentioned the sort of strollers thing, earlier it had just been apparent that there had been a few soft penalties i don't think strollers are really getting singled out like you said i don't think there's any teams that are really getting singled out but i'm a firm believer that uh, even refs should be held accountable for their mistakes as well and i think it's something that really needs to be looked at if there is a ref uh, that is underperforming it's the same with players and managers they, they get a lot of stick you know, on results. I think refs should as well, depending on the decisions. Yeah, I don't know a great deal of what happens behind the scene, uh, behind the scenes with referees. Um, as far as when they they do make their mistakes, as far as retraining or what have you goes. But yeah, at the end of the day, I still think a lot of it is in the hands of the the teams. You even look at a team like Strollers. You know, that's something that should be on their radar if they're conceding penalties. It might, you know, there might be soft penalties that can go either way. But the, you know. If you take, for example, the first one where Nathan Austin was was brought down, you've got to just watch some of your your actions. If you're pulling on the shot and you're you're offering the player the opportunity to to maybe go down a little bit softly, that's sometimes something that the teams have to look at. I think I definitely think referees, yeah, hundred percent, they should be they should be um, accountable for for their actions, and and hopefully there is something behind the scenes that that goes on there. But they're only human. They're gonna make mistakes, same as players and managers do week in week out. I think the the referees 
I think it should be part of your your planning for a game. You should know your referee and and you should. I think you should just watch sometimes some of the things. I think sometimes people like to to walk the line a little bit too closely and then get a bit frustrated when things don't go their way. So it's just one of those things. Referees part of the game. Um, and their mistakes need to be taken into account as well when you're, you're game planning, I think. So, next up, we've got a battle between Gallifrey Dean Rovers and Gretna. I don't know if you'd call this one a, a Borders derby again. We'll leave that one up to the debate of the, the guys on Twitter. But it was a goal for Daniel Smales after three minutes. And then a Xander Murray equaliser levelled the scores at one each. Mark Berry, after the 27th minute, though, gave Gallifrey-Dean Rovers the lead. Xander Murray, after the 37th minute, made it 3-1. And just before the end of the game, in the 84th minute, it was Levi Kinchin that made it 4-1 to Gallifrey-Dean Rovers. And thus ending Gretna's we run nearly three games unbeaten that's helped lift them off the the bottom of the ta- table over the last month or so. And for Gallifrey-Dean Rovers, it's a... A bit of a return to winning ways, and um, they've had a few ropey results over the last sort of couple of months as well. Um, so it's good to see them get back to winning ways. I had a wee check of this, the sort of stats and whatnot. I think it was a very open game. I think the difference was that sort of Gala took their chances. I saw Gala recently against Kelly; they were really impressive. Uh, I've kind of been fond of Xander Xander Murray. I think he's he's been qualities back to scoring goals, obviously. So. It's looking good for Gala at the moment, actually. You know, and Gretna had been beaten four-one, obviously, uh, not a, an easy result to take. But given the chances that they had, or certainly from what I, I gathered, it could have been a four-one result the other way. It had had the, their chances went in, uh, so a very open game. Disappointed probably at the at the loss, and uh, Gala do uh, go back to eleventh over over Berwick Rangers as well. So that's quite important for Gala. Uh, Gretna, they're looking like they're in the relegation sort of fight now. Uh, it's a wee bit concerning, but given the performance, for me, they've probably got more more in them than uh, the, the rest of the, the bottom four, I would say. Yeah, most recently, because um, they're sitting on, on 11 points. If you roll back a month, though, they were sitting on, on I think, six. So, you know, they've had certainly um, current form there probably one of the more promising sides out of the bottom four there. And for Gallad, you know what, like, 11th is it's going to be one of their weaker finishes if they finish about there come the end of the season um, in the Lowland League. But after after their pre-season, things looked a little bit, you know, there was a lot of change within the club and they were setting up for the future. I think they'll be quite happy with, with sort of finishing anywhere between probably 9th and and 12th, anything sort of that lower half mid-table, um, they'll be quite happy because they're definitely a side that are looking to build for for what's going to be a, a strong loan league over the next few years. So moving on to Dalbeatty Star versus Bonaire Groves at the Islecroft. Uh, at half-time, it was all square at the interval. Uh, Rose with the majority of playing chances, but they couldn't find a way through Star's disciplined defence. It uh, kind of all changed in the 67th minute. Uh, Ian Anderson showing a straight red card, so Dalbeatty were down to 10. I've noticed this a wee bit recently with Dalbeatty Star. Uh, they have had a few sort of sending-offs, and it's, it's, it always seems to be their, their sort of strikers. Uh, Dean Brotherston's had a couple, and then now Ian Anderson. It's a very uh, a bit strange, but I do believe it was a... Uh, he had already been booked, but the, the ref gave him a a straight red and uh, I think it was a, a bit of a, a, a sort of a straight leg tackle um, and it looked like it could have been a 
you know, uh, a bit of a worrying one for Bonnie Rigros, but they did get a goal uh, in the 84th minute. Kerr Young heads in from a curry corner on his return, or it was an own goal, uh, depending on who you ask. Um, I think they'll beat your claim it was an own goal and, and Bonnie Rigger claiming Kerr Young scored it, but... Yes, it's another one where I think Kelty and Bonnie Rigg both grinding out results. Uh, it's getting a wee bit tougher, always gets tougher towards the end of the season. Boys aren't as fresh as uh, they were at the start, obviously. And and it just seems like Bonnie Rigg and Kelty, just, uh, despite maybe not playing their best or they're coming up against teams that are maybe sort of setting in, they're both grinding out results. Yeah, absolutely. And um, do you know what? Like I got a, a text message from, from a Kelty supporter. I think about the 70th minute saying, you know, screenshot and that 0-0 score and, and I thought to myself, you know, I, th- I think Bondarig will do what they because they've had a few games like this where it's been looking a little bit um, like they might drop some points and they do really well in those last, those final 10 minutes to, to make sure they come away with three points and I wasn't surprised when they were able to do it here, um, but they'll beat it. I think credit where credit's due. They've they've done phenomenally well in this game. They might be going up against a Bonnie Rig Rose side that's perhaps a bit tired because they they're playing so many games at the moment. But you know to take it to nil nil for for eighty minutes against a, a team that's having a phenomenal season as well. Um, I think they did really well there. And yeah, they'll be a bit frustrated that they perhaps let themselves down a little bit with the the red card there. But no, at the end of the day, like you say, Bonnie Rig continuing to do what they do. Same as say. Kelly and I don't think you can kind of BSC there. Um, they're keeping the pressure on and making it for a really interesting sort of final third of the season. We obviously can credit like say Gretna and, and Dalbiti uh, for their performance over the last few weeks and that, and, and certainly this one obviously for Dalbiti they've got Kelly coming up uh, at the Islecroft, and I think that'll be another one that they'll they'll hope, hopefully for themselves hold hold Kelly back. But we can really say that performances have been great, but the both of them really need to start picking up points, uh, in all honesty. I think we have to say that. Yeah, no, it, it, definitely. I think um, it's, it's, it's definitely making for a, a really good season, though, I think, within the league, the, the way that it's shaping up here, because we've had a few years where you've been able to tell pretty early on who's getting relegated. Um, last season, we saw East Kilbride um, running away with it a little bit, took a, a wee bit of the sting out of the competition, um, and with Whitehill at the bottom, I suppose as well. Whereas this season, do you know what? It's still three, at least three teams that that are in in it for winning the the league, and there's four teams that could see themselves go down into a very tough East of Scotland Premier League. So they do need to pick up the the points in this one more so than any other season, I think, because it's it's just so competitive at both ends of the table. Yeah, and just just before we move on to our our final game, Sean. Obviously, we have to. Mention uh, Whitehall Welfare. They got a clash result against the uh, the league leaders uh, Bonesh United. Uh, I wasn't quite expecting that one, but uh, fairly deserved from Whitehall. Uh, uh, definitely another eye-opening result at the weekend. Yeah, I don't know how much it's got to do with with Bonesh's upcoming fixture. I don't know if they were resting players or or not. But if they weren't, um, yeah, uh, Bonesh to dropping points there, and it's. Uh, a few days before they, they go up against Bonnie Rig Rose in the Cup, which I think is a game that everybody's really looking forward to seeing, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, credit to, to Whitehill, though. Um, you know, bouncing back against a really strong... I mean, Bonesa are dominating in that league right now. So, yeah, well done to, to the excellent league team there. So, next up, we've got a match up at 
Ainsley Park between Spartans and University Stirling. And it was 22 minutes in and before there was a goal and it was a stramash in the penalty box with the ball eventually hammered home by Craig Brown. And in the 55th minute, it was Chris Geddes um, that got the long ball, drives it home after a good save from the keeper and shows great reactions to bury it. Um, putting up on Twitter, I don't have a picture, though we are really all mentally scarred from the celebration, to be honest. So, yeah, Chris Geddes finally getting his goal there. 59th minute, it was a goal for Spartans to make it 2-1. It was Bolo with a close-range header. And then the equaliser came in the 66th minute. It was a poor clearance from the uni keeper and the ball is worked to Jack Smith, who fires in the equaliser. And then Spartans finalising their comeback in this one in the 89th minute it was Blair Atkinson at the back post who knocked it in to make it 3-2 to Spartans so yeah I suppose um, for for the larger part of 60 minutes there it was University Stalin who were dominating at Ainsley Park it looked like Spartans were going to drop more points at home um, but a fantastic uh, comeback in the last sort of half an hour there from Spartans against a, a really good side to, to pick up the three points um, before we discuss any further We've got Chris Geddes' thoughts taken by Lewis Fraser after the game. Chris, disappointed afternoon, 3-2 loss. Do you think it's a fair reflection in the game? Yeah, I don't think we deserve to lose. Uh, Spartans were good today. Um, I don't think we deserve to lose, but I mean, obviously to lose so late on um, was really disappointing because obviously we defended corners really well in the game. And then to lose like that at the end is disappointing. But if you don't defend corners right like we did twice there, then... That's what happens. Good start to the game, went 2-0 up, it was a good finish from Craig and then a good goal from yourself. Uh, yep, obviously um, it was really just a, a kind of ball bouncing around the box, a really good finish from Craig to go one up at half, to- and at half time and we were nice and steady at that point, we were playing well and then obviously Spartans came out and tried up at second half and then we got a, a breakaway goal again and yeah, 2-0 and... Um, that's that's when things kind of went wrong, and I'll look at it myself because obviously I took myself off, and it kind of it did. We kind of lost goals, two goals in the next seven or eight minutes, and in hindsight, I maybe should have stayed on for a bit longer. But I thought I was doing best for the team, and ultimately, it's maybe cost us. And Ben, maybe disappointed with a mistake. But if it wasn't for him, he might have been out yeah, of the game. Yeah, yeah, out. yeah. Great saves. Yeah, um, he's obviously. He's just sliced a kick, um, but apart from that, he was he was outstanding today. I thought for an eighteen-year-old goalkeeper playing at this level, he's he's impressing everyone. So now nah, he should keep his head up, and obviously all the boys will as well. But it's really disappointing to lose so late on. Cheers, Chris. Thanks for that. Thanks, Lewis. So as always, we'd like to thank Lewis Fraser for picking those up and Chris Geddes for giving us his thoughts on the game. Um, yeah, this seemed like. Uh, do you know what? I, I think you were right. Edinburgh Uni was was the result of the the weekend there, but I think this was probably one of the the games of the weekend um, where we Spartans mounting a, a comeback and leapfrogging strollers in the the league to to fifth place. It, it sounds like it was. Uh, well, if you're a Spartans fan, anyway, it was a, a fantastic game to be at. I'm sure. Going by Chris Geddes's comments, I think he's obviously disappointed at the result. Um, I think the way he said it, I think Sterling Uni at least probably deserved the draw, but. Spartans, and credit to them, they, they went out and got the win. Obviously, uh, Jack Smith, you know, he's he's been injured most of the season. Uh, it's good that he's sort of in amongst the goals uh, the last few weeks. So, um, yeah, full credit to Spartans for going out and getting the win. It's another uh, similar to Bonnie Rig, obviously a last sort of <laughs> last gasp uh, effort to to get the win, but they they pulled it out and uh, well done to them. 
So moving on to next week's fixtures, as uh, you alluded to earlier, uh, Tuesday's night's fixture, Bonnie Rig Rose versus Bonesh United uh, at the Football Nations Qualifying Cup. Uh, the kickoff is quarter to eight at New Dundas Park. I've been looking forward to this one for a while. I'm not too sure if I'll get to the game, but uh, it looks like an absolute cracker on paper. Bonnie, uh, Bonnie Rig Rose obviously doing fantastically well coming into Lone League and Bonnes United who no doubt would want to be in this league next season yeah um, I'm in the same boat as you weather permitting I'm going to try and get the bike out and get along to this one um, on New Dundas Park because it's just something a bit special I think by this coming up in this game because you know it's a team that we're probably going to see in the Lowland League possibly Bonnie Rigg are still going to be in the Lowland League so it's a little bit of preview of what's to come next season um, and we've We've been um, harping on about it for a wee while, how the, the league's going to get stronger and stronger, so it's going to be really good to actually go along. And It's always good to go along to New Dundas Park and see Bonnie Rig Rose, but it's um, going to be particularly interesting to see how Bonus United um, fare in this one. So, yeah, really looking forward to this one. It's one where, if we're sticking to our predictions, I expect Bonnie Rig Rose to, to be able to do the business and probably prove a little bit too strong, but I don't know a, a huge deal about how Bonus United are going to fare in this one, so... I, I'm not going to completely write it write it off because we, we saw it last season we we Bonnie Rig Rose who were dominating the east of Scotland and they came and they, they beat the likes of East Stalinshire so it, it wouldn't surprise me to be honest so really looking forward to this one Yeah I think Bonnes United have a, a very strong team for the east of Scotland and I think even for the Lone League I think if they are in the league next season I think it's between them and, and Hill of Beef I think Hill of Beef could uh, I've got a few games in hand over them, and, and if they win, I think if they win them all, I think Killer Beef to go top. But certainly, Bonnes United are, uh, are a strong outfit, uh, and I think they if they are in the Lone League next season, will will do similar to Bonnie Rig. I think I think they'll certainly be you know a top team. Uh, moving into league games, we do have a two o'clock kickoff, so we'll start with that. It's Civil Service Rollers versus Gretna two thousand and eight at Christie Gillis Park. Grena, I think we've, we've mentioned it, obviously they've improved, uh, they're certainly creating a lot of chances from what I've seen uh, and, and obviously the fans are quite happy um, with the football, not so much uh, the results, I think there, there's improvement there uh, that can happen but civil service strollers for me I think they, they go in as favourites being at home and I think they'll be aggravated that they, they lost out to Kelty and I think they'll want to get back to winning ways. Yeah, I don't think um, there's a, a worse time for Gretna to be going up to Christy Gillis Park, to be honest, because um, you're right, I think uh, civil service throws are going to be reeling a little bit, especially after um, coming so close to, to pinching a point at the weekend there. Um, I think they're going to come out and it's going to be a bit of an angry stroller side, to be honest. But when they like getting off, their, their recent form has been has been quite um, been, it's been good. So uh, I wouldn't totally write them off, but I'd have to, to give the edge to civil service at home as well. BSC Glasgow versus Berwick Rangers were into the three o'clocks now at the end of the drill. I think BSC Glasgow, I think, are, are favourites for that one. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, strong side. They, they grind out results and they, they seem to do it quite quite convincingly. Um, Berwick Rangers, trav, you know, making um, the quite quite a big travel up into to Scotland to see BSC Glasgow up in Alloa. So, yeah, I think... Uh, BSC should be able to, to do the business in this one and keep the pressure up. This one's more difficult to call because I think Cumbernauld Colts have struggled against the, the, the sort of the bottom sides that I've noticed anyway. Obviously, they, you know, with Gretna and, and obviously more recently with Edinburgh United. They're at home at Broadwood against Vale Leaven. For me, I actually think Vale Leaven have a chance at this uh, given 
given the fact that Colts are in a wee bit of a uh, downward at the moment. I know Vale, you know, they've not been great either recently, but I think that I think Vale could get a result there. Uh, but it depends what Colts turn up. Colts have got a decent side on paper, but they really need to turn up if and and win this if if they've got any intentions of just getting a wee bit of pride back. I think. Yeah, I think um, I would have to side with the Colts purely because they they are the stronger side on paper, but um, they need to get the heat back in the game after for after the the weekend results there. Um, and Vale lead, and do you know what? They're probably going to come back come into this one with a little bit of fight because they're sitting at the bottom of the league and they know that Cumbernauld Colts can be vulnerable, which won't be great for a couple of Colts fans to hear. But at the end of the day, they, they put themselves in that position where Vale lead, and are probably going to go into this one with a little bit of belief in. In themselves, um, they've only got the nine games remaining, and some of them they're going to be too difficult. I think to to take any points. This is one of them where they can they're going to be sitting thinking we could pinch a point here or possibly pinch all three. So they're going to come out um, all guns blazing, I think. But I'd, I'd still get the edge to come on all Colts. Colbride versus Gallifrey Dean Rovers at K Park. This is another in- interesting one, given that Gallo have kind of been impressive uh, the last few games. They were impressive against Kelty. East Kilbride, obviously, uh, coming off that Scottish Cup defeat to BSC, they, they did get back to winning ways, but I think this is another one where Gala will be looking uh, to come to K Park and maybe maybe get a result. Yeah, I think it's worry, It's definitely worrying times at East Kilbride at the moment. Um, they just keep seeming to take blow after blow um, off the pitch, and uh, I think this is one that, yeah, I'd, I'd be there with you. I think Gala, Ferry, Dean Rovers are, you know, they're a team on a bit of a mission at the moment, and that East Kilbride, they're not the same team that they were last season, um, so it's hard to see them being unbeatable at home like they were. Um, so I think I'd give the edge to Gala at this one as well. East Stirlingshire versus Dalbeaty Star at uh, Falkirk Stadium. Uh, Dalbeaty Star, I, I, wee, I worry for them a wee bit of this game. Uh, I think Shire will go in his favourites. Uh, I noticed that Richie Maxwell has been playing the, the gaffer, so I don't know if he'll, he'll get, get himself in the squad. I don't know if it's a numbers issue. I, I think they'll be have a, a bigger squad. Suspensions. Yeah, suspensions, yeah. Suspensions, <laughs> injuries, probably, yeah. Uh, but certainly, uh, Shire going his favourites for me, but from... I think there's a wee bit of history between these two, two teams. I don't think they, they like each other very much, so it could be a fiery game in that one, and it depends what happens during the game, and, and we'll, we'll wait and see, but uh, Shire are favourites for me, I think. Yeah, um, not only favourites, I think Shire will knock a few past Albi in this one at home. They'll be a, yeah, they'll be looking to, to win this one quite convincingly, I think, uh, a bit of a statement game for them, I think. Edinburgh University versus the Spartans at East Peffermill. Uh, I would love to say Edinburgh Uni, uh, you know, as my favourite, uh, given the the result. But I think it's going to be tough against Spartans because Spart- Spartans, you know, we've talked about resurgent teams over the last sort of few months, and I think Spartans are there as well. I think we can say that they're a wee bit re- resurgent. Um, it's a it's a, a bit of a bad fixture to come back, uh, you know, off a win. Uh, because I think Spartans will go in and uh, you know they'll they'll want three points there at East Peffermill. Yeah, I think um, the issue which we kind of discussed a wee bit earlier with Edinburgh Uni is their their ability to to score goals. Um, Spartans don't really have that problem. I think when they they drop points earlier on in the season, it's because they they only scored two or three versus three or four from the the opposition. So Spartans can put goals away, and Edinburgh Uni struggle to. So I think Spartans. Um, yeah, Spartans should win this purely based on the fact that they're going to score more goals than Edinburgh Uni. Kelly Hearts versus Caledonian Braves at New Central Park. 
I'm actually looking forward to this one. I, I, quite, I got on with the Braves quite well. I'm looking forward to seeing them again. Uh, I don't think they'll win, though. I think Kelly will uh, are, are favourites. I think we've we've mentioned in it, it's obviously been discussed, but uh, I think, you know, Kelly Braves have a, a defensive lapse in them, and I think you, if you're up against, like, say, Nathan Austin or Dylan Easton or, or any of these sort of players, then... You're you're gonna you're gonna get punished uh, if if you're you're slack against the you know the quality of Kelly. There's there's teams out there that have got the the formulas in place to cause um, the likes of Kelly a a problem, but I think we we Cali for all their strengths, um, one of their weaknesses remains their their sort of back four um, and how they they shape up defensively in some games, and that's the type of teams that Kelly seem to capitalise against. No different on Saturday, to be honest. I mean, I've mentioned it before, and I don't want to oversell it, obviously, but certainly, you know, they've got good defenders. I think it's just their, their, their reaction sometimes. They're just a wee bit too static for me. And uh, it's easy to say that. It's easy to criticise. I know Ricky had, had said that, but, uh, you know, it's easy to see because we've obviously got, you know, media, we've got footage. I think it's probably similar with other teams, but... Yeah, it's a, it's a difficult one for Cali Braves, but I am looking forward to seeing them. I, I, I quite like uh, Cali Braves, so uh, we'll wait and see. Uh, moving on to our final game, University of Stalin versus Bonnie Rig Rose at Fourth Bank. Uh, this is it could be interesting to be honest, but I think I, I said it a few weeks ago. Uh, Bonnie Rig Rose, similar to Kelty, when you look at these sort of the top three or the top four rather, Bonnie Rig. Uh, Kelty, BSC, sometimes East Allenshire. East I think if you look at anyone that they're playing, you, you tend to put them as favourites, and I think Bonnie Rigg will be favourites for that one. Uh, I'd side with you there, yeah. I think Bonnie Rigg are going to be favourites. However, I, do you know what? This is a potential um, banana slip sort of game for, for Bonnie Rigg. I think University Starling can do really well against the bigger teams. Um, they they haven't been able so far to really to shut it down and, and take any points, but they play extremely well when when they do. Um, and I think they've got a chance, University style, and there's not a lot of teams that I can see Bonnie Riggs slipping up to. Um, but if they are get slip up to anyone, University style is potentially one of the teams. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing the outcome of that one, absolutely. Uh, moving on to plugs, I'll let you go first, mate. Uh, yes, yeah, so you can find me on, on Twitter at um, Sped and Sean. Don't do a, a lot of lonely catch-up stuff on there, to be honest, but um, yeah, you can find me on there. You can find me at Rampant FM on Twitter. Uh, the catch-up is at Official Catch-Up on Twitter and obviously on Facebook at Lonely Catch-Up. Uh, pretty decent run-through, mate. It's, ha- it's good that you're back, obviously. It's been a while. Um, it's been a while for all three of us, to be honest, but... Uh, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll go into next week, obviously, another sort of full fixture card, plus the, the Bonnie Rig Rose bonus Cup game. Um, looking forward to, to going over that. Uh, we obviously want to thank everyone that listens, the gaffers, the players, the, the fans, the, everyone that's involved in the clubs, people like George Fraser of the, the league for their support. And uh, we'll be back next week. See you later. See you soon.